the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sanctity of Life Sunday, usually reserved for a Sunday in January at the beginning of the year. Well, today we turn our attention towards Sanctity of Life, and we use God's Word to come away with an understanding of just how sacred life really is to the Lord and when life begins. And that's where we'll begin today. We'll begin with a look at a few passages of Scripture that give us an indication from God's perspective as to when life begins. And based on that, just exactly how priceless life really is. Let's catch up with our teacher and pastor here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely online at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton now with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. There's a story found in Genesis chapter 25. Isaac pleaded with the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was unable to have children. The Lord answered Isaac's prayer and Rebekah became pregnant with twins. But the two children struggled with each other in the womb, in her womb. And so she went to ask the Lord about it. What is this happening to me, she asked. And the Lord told her, now we're talking the Lord speaking here, not an angel, but the Lord told her, the sons in your womb will become two nations. From the very beginning, the two nations will be rivals. One nation will be stronger than the other. Your older son will serve your younger son. Did you hear what the Lord said? The sons in your womb, they were not yet born. Some translations say babies. The words are interchangeable. You know, Americans used to describe a pregnant woman as being with child regardless of where she was in her pregnancy. So the Bible says very clearly that the fetus, if we can call it that, is a child. That a fetus is a stage in the development of a child. A child is first a fetus, then a baby, then a toddler, and so forth. When does life begin? Again, listen to what we read in Matthew chapter 1. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. Conceive a child. She will give birth to the son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Conceive a child. Life begins at conception. God created government. 
Some people think that man created government for the purpose of redistributing wealth or managing inheritance or providing education. But God created government. Government should be pro-life, protecting the people. You know, America was established as a pro-life nation. The Declaration of Independence is our founding document. And one of the phrases that we find therein is we hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. Endowed by their creator, notice the reference to the creator in our founding document. Endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Inalienable means they should not, ought not be taken away by anyone because they are given to us by God. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So our founding document recognizes the sanctity of life and the right to life as given to us by our creator. But because of this inexplicable exception for abortion introduced in 1973, our nation struggles with legal inconsistencies. The uh, same government that gives permission for an unborn child's life to be taken in an abortion clinic convicted Scott Peterson of double murder for taking the life of his wife and unborn child. Dr. Frank Beckwith made this point describing a hypothetical situation. Let's say a mother carrying an unborn child is driving to an appointment with an abortionist. But before they reach the abortion clinic, the unborn baby is killed when the abortionist runs a red light and collides with the mother's car. The parties involved are the same. The intended result is the same. The child is dead. But in this case, the abortionist is guilty of manslaughter. This artificial exception has created a legal conundrum of inconsistency. One thing we find as we study through God's word is that God's word is always consistent. The Bible tells us that life is sacred, that God is at work in the womb. Psalm 139 says, You, speaking of God, made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. A mother's womb is a sanctuary where God is at work. Now, these sermons are difficult to bring because, again, many men and women, even in, in churches, have participated in abortions. The statistics actually are rather staggering. And people carry guilt for years, and some of them are convinced that God can never forgive them for what they have done or ever bless them in ministry. And I think it's important to be reminded that some of the greatest heroes of the Bible had blood on their hands. Moses killed an Egyptian. David killed Uriah. The Apostle Paul participated in killing Christians. And if God can use them, he can use us as well. Someone said, your misery can become your ministry. You can help others when you've gone through a situation. 
God is the God of restoration and reconciliation. We can see the character of God in what he has created, and he has created in his creation the ability to heal because healing is part of God's very nature. Restoration is part of his nature. And nothing that we have done can put us beyond the reach of God's grace. Whatever we have done, God's grace is greater. Amen. Now, sometimes I've been asked, Pastor, have I committed the unpardonable sin? And it's a question that's happened many times over the years. And, and uh, when somebody asks me that question, I point out this biblical paradigm to them. If you are, con- if you are concerned that you have committed the unpardonable sin, then you have not committed the unpardonable sin. Because if you have committed the unpardonable sin, that means God has given up on you. And if God has given up on you, he has withdrawn his Holy Spirit. And if he has withdrawn his Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit that puts within us the desire to seek God. And if God's Holy Spirit is not putting that desire within us, then we are not interested in seeking God. The very fact that somebody is seeking God, wants to know God, wants to get right with God, is evidence that they have not committed the unpardonable sin. That God is still at work drawing them to desire to have relationship with him. If you'd like to have God's forgiveness, you can have that today. You can ask God to forgive you. And he will. His love and grace extends to everyone. Do you know the story of Jane Roe? The Roe of Roe v. Wade? Her real name was Norma McCorvey. And in 1995, Jane Roe became a believer. And I had an opportunity to meet her. And you talk about a, a woman that was transformed by Christ. And she worked thereafter to, to try to reverse the, the impact of, of that, that fateful decision. But Jane Roe became a believer. God can save Jane Roe. That means he can save you and he can save me. The question is, has you, have you asked him to save you from your sins? You can make today the day that you invite him to be your Savior and Lord. And all it is, is it, it just begins with a simple prayer. And by the way, praying is an act of faith. You, you, by, when you pray, you are believing that God is hearing what you say and your heart and will respond. So prayer is an act of faith. I'd like to invite us all to bow our heads because there might be someone here this day that wants to make this the day they invite Jesus Christ to be Savior and Lord. And so I'm going to pray a phrase and I'll invite you to join with me. You pray after me. In fact, if you're already a believer, please join in as well. And let's pray this together today. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me. Even when I've ignored you, and gone my own way. I need you in my life, and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and heal me.
Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please help me to understand it more. And as much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. With that, we close out our look at Sanctity of Life from God's perspective. What does God have to say about life? When does it begin? How valuable is it? And what does he have to say about murder? Now, obviously, there's much more ground we could cover on this topic. We'll reserve that for a later program. In the meantime, if you have questions about today's program, maybe you've got abortion in your history. We'd love to talk with you. Reach out to us at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. It's there that you can send us an email. Let us know of any questions you might have about today's program. You can also review today's broadcast at highlands.us. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday as we resume our studies in Genesis on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.